From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hey there, folks. JC Delatore here, creator of Vampires of Whitechapel. And we just wanted to say thank you for your support of the show. Response has been great, and we're really encouraged. Please continue to share the show with your friends and family, and please remember to rate and review the show in your favorite podcast app. It's so vitally important to our success as it helps others find us. Also, we have a drive to get 500 patrons on Patreon before year's end. If we can get there, we can guarantee Season 2 of Vampires of Whitechapel. It only costs $1 monthly, and it gets you access to a ton of cool perks, including exclusive Patreon-only episodes, AMAs, interviews with creators and your favorite actors, and more. To join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. Finally, Midnight Syndicate has graciously allowed us to use their music for this audio drama. All the music used can be found and purchased at their site at midnightsyndicate.com. That's it for me. Let's see what scary thrills we have in store this week. Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment presents The Vampires of Whitechapel Episode 11, Homeland Written by J.C. De La Torre. Music in this production provided by Midnight Syndicate and is available at midnightsyndicate.com Note, this show contains strong language, dramatic scenes of horror, and descriptions of violence or gore that could be unsettling to young listeners. Parental discretion is advised. Report 4 of the Ambrose Investigation by Agent Larissa Cantella, Washington Office, Serial Killer Task Force. This report is intended for a special agent in charge, Dio Nasso. If being heard by someone other than SAC Nasso, please stop immediately and provide to the SAC. Thank you. Gio, I know you've asked me to return for a psych eval after my last report, but I can assure you, everything I reported was true. Going forward, I have and will continue to record all of my encounters with the vampires Mr. Grosvenor and I come across. I think if you actually hear it, it will come more clear to you what Grosvenor and I are dealing with. I know you're worried for me. And what I've told you sounds like a bad Twilight movie, but it's not. It's real. I've seen it myself. 
There are monsters among us, terrible creatures of speed, strength, and most of all, intelligence. They are brutal, showing no remorse or empathy for human life. We're food to them, nothing more. I've told you how Grosvenor recruited me, but I haven't told you why. What I'm going to play for you now occurred shortly after our encounter with Mr. Draven. I assure you, Dio, I'm not an accessory to murder. It was an evil creature. It wasn't human. I'm not crazy, drugged, or anything of the like. It had to be stopped before it killed again, and so did the others. I'm glad you believe now, Agent Cantello. How could I not? After Draven, it- Yes. It was a pretty big shock when that severed head opened its eyes and cussed at you. I thought you were covering up a murder, but everything you said was absolutely true. Indeed. There's one thing I don't understand. And what's that? Why come to the FBI for this? Your family has been doing this for so long. Why involve us now? It's not the FBI. It's you. Me? Yes, my dear. What's any of this have to do with me? Well, your lineage. Your family line intersects with the Grosvenor line. Many, many generations ago. One of the Cantellos of Spain married a Grosvenor. That was the first bloodline. Then, your mother, Adria Martinez. She also a descendant of the Grosvenor line, as her great-grandmother was a Grosvenor. So, blood on your father's side and your mother's. It makes you Grosvenor. I don't know where you're getting this, but Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was not part of my family tree. <laughs> Quite right. He's not. But others are, you see. Your family is very old, and it spreads out across the world. Most of us are still in Europe. We have many in the Americas, even the Caribbean. Like yourself, blissfully unaware of their heritage. Most of them we leave alone, let them go about their lives. It's not the easiest of lives to live, let me tell you. And we don't wish that on a soccer mom from Poughkeepsie. Or an agent of the FBI? Yes, of course. When Alistair took Agent Grayson and turned her into his sireling, well, you were already exposed to their world. We needed to reveal the rest of the truth to you before you ended up like Agent Ambrose. Why the fuck didn't you tell me before Ambrose was killed? Would you have believed me? Would you even have considered the possibility that vampires actually existed? And not the goth wannabes with their sexual deviancy that included blood drinking and psychic vampirism? No. But it would have made me watch Grayson a hell of a lot closer, make her a suspect. Perhaps. But no. We had to have it hit home for you before you'd be receptive to it. I'm sorry it cost Agent Ambrose his life. I'm sorry it was Agent Grayson who took it. That was unexpected and unfortunate. Honestly, I had hoped getting footage of her feasting on Sorberg would be enough to convince you. Why didn't you kill the bitch right there? I was going to. But when Jack revealed himself, well, that just wasn't going to happen. It's one thing to take a distant sireling of an ancestor's bloodline. 
it's entirely another to face both the sireling and the ancestor himself. You're losing me with that sireling stuff. Vampires have the ability to procreate in a number of ways. Only the royal bloodline is permitted to do it via intercourse, and only with another of the blood. That way they stay pure. The other way is the way Grayson was made by Alistair Conacher, the one you call Alistair the Annihilator. He brought her to the brink of death and then gave her a choice, life or death. If they chose death, he finishes her. If she chose life, he shares his blood with her, creating a sireling. A vampire very much like himself, but not quite as powerful. The further you are removed from the royal bloodline, the easier you are to be killed. That's typically the ones we go after. You've never killed an ancestor? No. No one has? Well, my mother. Man, I'd love to meet her. She must be fierce. She was. But they got her. Alistair got her. That is why you have such a hard-on for Conacher. Yes. And if we can kill Grayson, we'll take his heart. But Draven said Conacher was dead. He's lying. Alistair and Grayson have been spotted. Where? Leaving Egypt. Unfortunately, the trail went cold after that. Now, this Queen's Fortress thing that you keep asking them about? What is that? The Queen of the Vampires, Taninakwa has a fortress that can move. What, like Howl's Moving Castle? Precisely. We're not sure how it works, but we believe there's some enchantment that gives it the ability to relocate. It disappears from one place, reappears in another. Uh, you mean like magic? I honestly can't answer that. It just does. Even more, mortals can't see it. Only vampires. Okay, so now I'm confused. If you can't see it, how do you know it exists? I... Well, I guess we really don't. It's pretty much known to all vampires. We've heard stories about the fortress for a millennium. In fact, we developed some special glasses from our study of vampire corpses. So, if we ever find where it is, we think we'll be able to see it now. Wait... Don't you burn all the corpses? Well, some are kept bisected for study. But that means... Yes, well spotted. They aren't quite corpses. Oh my god. They're monsters. Who cares? Right, but, but that's still inhumane. You can feel free to call Peter. Shh, there's Reginald. Come on, man. What the hell is this? Ah, it's your doom. Human? Ah, who the hell are you? I am Thomas Grosvenor. Oh, shit. Oh, shit indeed, Alex. How do you know me? Oh, I've been following you closely. Ah, when Draven hears of this... Draven is dead, you prick. No, not possible. He can't die. He didn't tell you the fine print, did he? Well... You can most certainly die. I separate your head from your body and burn you to ash. There's no coming back from that. Like that Highlander shit. Oh, 
Damn. There can be only one, Mother. Thank you, Larissa. <sighs> okay, then I'm obviously stuck here. Get it over with. Well, I'd like to make you an offer. It will be very similar to you. Live or die. Well, obviously, I choose life. Ah. But to get that reprieve, you must earn it. What do you want? I assume you don't know where the Queen's Fortress will appear next. Queen's what? <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Freddie Mercury ain't one of us, boss. Right. Some of you underlings don't even know about the Queen. <laughs> anyway, you can still save yourself. Tell me where Alistair Conacher is. <laughs> Alistair? I heard he got dusted. So you do know about the Queen, then? I mean, I, I know about her, but I've never seen her and don't know nothing about a fortress. Ariana Grayson? Alistair's chick? <laughs> yeah, I know where she is. Where is she, pendejo? Easy, Cantello. Look, I was talking to some turned in Rogers Park. They said old Queenie took a shine to Ariana. Let her go, and last I heard, she was headed to London. London? Why would she go to London? She has no connections there. Maybe she's meeting up with Jack? No. Jack hasn't been back since the Ripper days. That doesn't make any sense. Unless... Conacher is still alive. And for the first time is back in his old stomping ground. <clears throat> Great, he had a homecoming. Wonderful. Can you undo this? It hurts like a bitch. Yes. You've done well, Alex. I will release you. Wait. Hold on, wait. You said you'd set me free. No. I said I'd let you live. There's a big difference. You'll be alive, in a manner of speaking, in our labs. No, man! No! We flew into London, but before we began our investigation, Grosvenor told me he had something to show me. Off we were to Cardiff, a place in Wales that's about two hours away by train. He took me to their touristy spot, Cardiff Castle. Look, I appreciate you taking me to see the sights, Thomas, but... This is the Grosvenor headquarters. Or it was. We continued walking until he took me to a chamber that had been burned out. This was our upper library. We lost years of research into the vampire menace. Many of our family died trying to protect this library from an all-out assault. It devastated us for several years. Thankfully, though, the vampires didn't realize our greatest resources and weapons were hidden in this chamber below. He reached behind a bookcase, hit a lever, and then forced it open, revealing a hidden passage with stairs. This way. We descended farther and farther into darkness. I was experiencing vertigo as I completely lost my orientation and braced myself against the wall. Finally, toward the bottom, I saw a torch-lit opening. As we entered the opening, there was a huge room with suits of armor, a wall of weapons, and a large amount of leather-bound books. 
Those are our journals for each encounter we have with the Ferotu. The what? The Ferotu. The vampires. That's what they call themselves. Sorry, I thought you knew that. Nope. Vampire virgin here. Right. Anyway, those are the chronicles of the encounters we had. It took me a while to go through all 2,384 of them. Jesus, man! You must have no social life. I... no. Not really. How did this all survive? They didn't know about this part. Few did. My mother, a few of the inner circle of the family. When they took her, I think they tortured her until she revealed Cardiff Castle as our headquarters. But she still didn't give them everything. I'm sorry. Thank you. Why are you showing this to me? Because, my dear, your bloodline makes you more Grosvenor than most of the family. You are well behind in your training, of course, but the blood says you belong with the best of us. I... I don't know what to say to that. You know, I've met Jack. And survived? Yes. I was just a boy. He could have finished me right then and there. And had he, the Grosvenor line might have been destroyed. I was the last person alive who knew of the lower chamber. But he showed what? Compassion? Or disinterest. Perhaps he just didn't see me as a threat. He took me to an orphanage. I stayed there a couple of years before I was found by the remaining remnants of the family. They had a feeling I survived since my body wasn't among the fallen. From there, I was taken to a place in the country where they reminded me of who I was and eventually, the memory of the lower chamber returned to me. We all had our training, our shared knowledge, but our legacy was lost to us. It took a long time to go through the journals and correlate the information with our training. We built a database and digitized it all. As time moved on and technology improved, we became a force again. As we took vampires, we began to study them, to find more weaknesses and invent new weapons to combat their superior skill and strength. Of course, we had to find more Groveners. We had to re-establish the line. Many took wives, had children, and we began to rebuild our own ranks, which had been severely depleted in the attack. You have a child? No, no. Again, I never really had the opportunity. Plus, I'm... You're gay? Yes. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Many gay couples have children. You could adopt? No, I really couldn't. The offspring must be of the blood. Why? It's just our way, Larissa. Besides, my partner, Gerald, he was killed by a vampire trying to lure me into a trap. I had never allowed myself to be in that situation again. But I do appreciate the validation. Some of the blood are of the old ways and look down upon my lifestyle. I get it. More than you know. Let me... Let me out of here. Holy shit! I forgot you had that thing. Let me out of this bag. Quiet down, Alex. Let's get a move on. We need to drop him off to the lab and get to Whitechapel. 
We booked it back to London and got this small hotel room in Whitechapel. Thomas scouted for a while. He spotted Ariana in the low-rent district, stalking some gang members. I think she was up to her old tricks of taking out murderers. We started hearing about the return of the Ripper in the papers. Someone was mimicking Jack the Ripper's killings in Whitechapel. It had to be either Alistair or Jack. The killer was leaving the bodies where they were found back in the 1890s. And his first few victims' first names seemed to match those of the Whitechapel murder files. First, a Martha. Then a Polly. Then an Annie. The pattern was clear and the manner of which he finished them made it quite obvious who he was emulating. We knew where the next body would be left, but didn't know when. So the question was, do we get Ariana or go after Alistair? Thomas didn't want to go after Alistair or Jack or whomever was pretending to be the Ripper. Not yet. We waited near a known gang hideout. It was where Ariana was stalking her next victim. We spotted her rather quickly. I was actually a little surprised. We watched as she stalked her victim. Okay, there she is. Let me take the shot. No, no, we can't miss. I can do it. Let me take it. Larissa, this is too important. I'm an expert marksman and this is personal. I won't miss. Okay, take it. Feel the weight. Adjust for the wind speed. This isn't a lightweight gun, and it's not bullets you're shooting here. I know. Line her up. There. Before she moves. Uh, ow. Oh, God. Excellent. All's eye. Damn it. I can't get free. The gangbangers all ran. We're clear. Hi, bitch. Cantello? <laughs> Bye, bitch. Thank you for listening to Vampires of Whitechapel. If you like our show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps that podcasts are aired. Be sure to rate and review our show so more listeners like you can find us. If you'd like to listen to commercial-free versions of this podcast and ensure the next season of Vampires of Whitechapel, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. We will have exclusive Vampires of Whitechapel content, including Patreon-only episodes, early access to these episodes, and behind-the-scenes interviews with actors and creators, all just for you. In this episode, Ariana Grayson was played by Cat Noel. Larissa Cantello was played by Rita Delatore. Thomas Grosvenor was played by Carl A. Nordman. Alex Reginald was played by David Deal. The episode was written, produced, and directed by J.C. Delatore. Music for this episode was provided by Midnight Syndicate. Find more of their music at midnightsyndicate.com. You can find out the latest news and developments regarding this audio drama at vampiresofwhitechapel.transmissionsfromatlantis.com and our Facebook page, Vampires of Whitechapel. You can also communicate with fans of Vampires of Whitechapel on our Discord channel, hosted by Podcast Junkie. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Vampires of WC, and follow our vamps, at Ariana Grayson, 
at Alistair the Vamp and at Jack the Ripper WC. But be warned, if you at them, they just may at you back. This has been a production of Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Join us in two weeks as we bring you another spine-tingling chapter in our Vampire Coven. Hi, I'm Persephone Rose, executive producer for Postal Roach and the creator of Emperor Pigs. I'm a huge fan of audio drama, and if you're listening to this right now, I've got a sneaking suspicion you might be too. So make sure your headphones are plugged in tight, because you're going to want to hear this. From July 24th through the 26th in 2020, producers, directors, composers, writers, actors, technicians, and fans of audio drama are gathering together for the world's first international modern audio drama convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia. This is going to be amazing. If you like panels, there's going to be panels. Workshops, they've got them. Studio sessions, swag events, live performances, and most importantly, all your favorite creators are going to be there. You can get all the details and purchase your tickets online at www.madcon.com. That's M-A-D hyphen C-O-N dot com. See you at MadCon.